Hey, Charles. Hey, Holly. What's up? We're going to talk whiskey again. <laughs> and we actually were just talking about some really cool things before the podcast, but we can't Oh, share yeah, them. no, we can't open that can <laughs> of worms. Guess we I'm don't... just trying to we be have, evil. We have dreams and aspirations that we can't share with people because... <laughs> They most likely are just dreams and aspirations. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Although but, a friend asked me today, I was working on some other projects. You'll remember all the import stuff last year. And he said, you know, what's new with that? What's going on? And I said, look, Neville, I was like, I was spread pretty thin last yeah. year. And I said, it was fun. I learned a lot. It's not off the table, but just I need to focus on well, you know some that's of... not totally in our blood i have to say i mean <laughs> i'm we're... trying really hard though and i'm doing a good job so far in 2023 and with travel you don't wow. have a choice now that we're traveling again yeah i mean you were traveling last year but i there's just no way well the problem though and you haven't really hit the road yet but once you start traveling again that's when you get more ideas it all just you know is like a snowball it just starts rolling again and you know, the whole shop was an idea that we had while we were sitting on a ferry coming back from Orkney. You know, I mean, just a lot of this stuff happens when you're sitting on a plane for many hours and you're seeing new cultures and learning new things and visiting new distilleries well, and all I'll of that. I hope that that will refine all of the ideas okay. we have while sitting here in the shop. I, yeah. <laughs> It'll just refine them. It won't create new ones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of people right now that are in Campbelltown, mm -hmm. having a great time at the festival. Dancing and drinking. And about to go to Isla for the festival. And I'm focusing on ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't have FOMO. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, you've got phage? Any... I've got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of ideas today. <laughs> really so excited. I am trying to avoid my phone. <laughs> I've been really tempted to turn off my phone for the next like 10 days or so, just because all it is going to be is pictures of festival bottles and big smiles and people I know and friends and whatever. And just, yeah. Or you, you know. could act like, and this may be, just maybe my age bracket and um, what's another word? Age bracket, basically. I'm maybe dating myself or maybe other people didn't do this. But in college, it was around the time when Facebook was still sort of for just college people. So it was a different Facebook. Yeah. And when you would get really mad, you know, because there's drama and mm -hmm. stuff and you're in your you know young 20s and you would delete Facebook. So like you would delete it and it's coming up in my memories where I would write, I'm back. Like you would just get mad yeah, at, yeah, yeah. and no one, it was insane what you used to write on Facebook back then. Right. I mean, song lyrics, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And then you would delete it. Like everyone noticed that you were off. I saw that um, <laughs> some people this year, I believe, did like a, you know how you do dry January, but they were doing it with social media. Like you know, taking a month off. Deleting the account? Not or deleting, just but just, yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, this was full-blown delete. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> but then I'm worried that I won't get it all back again. Um, but, 
Yeah, it's it's hard. But, you know, the other thing that I've been thinking about with all of these people doing this and, you know, when you look at the the Fej, especially the festival on Isla, which celebrates basically all of the whiskey that's made on Isla at all of their distilleries, you see a lot of the same people um, going every year, um, which is great for them. But I've also realized that I'm not that type of person. I don't, I mean, I get it. You love Isla. It's your thing. You go every year. Great. I just, I love Isla, mm -hmm. but there's too many other things I want to do. And I don't want to spend all my money on just a 10 day yeah. trip to Scotland. I mean, maybe you have unlimited funds and you can do other fun stuff and too, but, time. Yeah. but that's a big deal. I know when I went in 2019, that was like my commitment for the year in terms mm -hmm. of fun, <laughs> you know, so. In terms of liver, um, money, yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I've also come to realize that that's also something that I will enjoy every once in a while. And I just mm -hmm. have to suck it up. Yeah. When it's happening. Because you're just... doing cool stuff too, Charles. Oh, oh, I'm not. Oh, I, I pinch It'd me. be one thing I mean, if I've, you weren't traveling at all. I don't take anything for mm -hmm. granted at all. I mean, I... Yes, love what we are able to do, you know, and think about it. These next five months, we have four different trips mm -hmm. to Scotland. I mean, when did I All ever think, when did I ever think that that too. was even possible, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, no, no, I'm not, it's, but it is hard. <laughs> you see these incredible drams, you see these people that you know, that you want to be with and um, not just uh you know friends and but also industry people you know that you want to get to know more and uh that's a great place to do it i mean i made some great friends at the festival uh back in 2019 that are still really close friends actually two of them just came to japan with me so uh you know everything goes in circles but um yeah make new friends but keep the old what's that from uh i don't know Girl Scouts. Oh, that's why I don't know. <laughs> it's a Girl Scout song. I know, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, make new friends, but keep the old ones On too. On my honor, yes. So, we should probably introduce the podcast. Oh, it's whiskey for fuck's <laughs> we sake. We just started talking about episode facial. Episode 12, season 2. Welcome everybody. Mm -hmm. I know we've been babbling like a brook. Clearly, we are bothered by the travel. <laughs> we went right into it. That was on the... Well, it was on my mind this morning because I did see some pictures. So <laughs> That and Keanu Reeves. So we, um, yeah. we've had... It's been a little while since the last podcast, but we've been up to some stuff. We have done some tastings. We had a Glengarry tasting with the Whiskey Club, which was awesome. A distillery that... I would say 99% of people have never tried, <laughs> maybe 98 have never heard of. Mm -hmm. um, a Beam Suntory Highland Distillery that really has a very particular flavor profile, uh, mostly in all independent bottlings of it. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, we had, what other tastings did we do? It's been a couple um, well, weeks. we had the Japanese tasting. Oh, right. Um, mm -hmm. The dinner. What else did we do? I mean, I've done. We've done some private tastings in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, it's been every week. It seems mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff. So, and we have a lot coming up, uh, including tonight. Uh, tonight's the big one. I'm really excited for tonight. I'm scared. 
and excited. I'm scared because there's so many damn good bottles to try. Um, and it can be a kind of dangerous tasting because you can try too much. But it is our annual fundraiser for Drams for Fams, which was started by the Edmonton Scotch Club in Canada. Um, I want to say six, seven years ago now. And uh, it's basically a fundraiser raising money for food banks across North America, mostly just Canada and the U.S. Um, and whiskey clubs are involved uh, and they do whatever event they want to do to raise money. And our event is hosted at a local restaurant here in Saratoga Springs called Henry Street Taproom. Good friends of ours. And um, basically ticket sales go directly to our local food bank. Um, so we're hoping to raise some really good money tonight. And everybody or most people donate a bottle of whiskey. So there's like 25, 30 bottles of whiskey sitting on a table. And you just come up and get pours. And uh, Henry Street makes some appetizers. And uh, it's really just a good time and raise a lot of money. So that's tonight. Um, it should be Great a lot of fun. Great job setting that up too. This is What year is it? Did you say? Uh, this is our fourth year as a club. That's great. When we, we took the one year off for COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was 2019 or 2018 was our first year. And then 2019, 21 and 22. So this is actually, I believe, our fifth year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you're one of the originals. Yeah, we were early on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And they've raised over $200,000 so far that's for awesome. food banks, which, I mean, that goes a long way. It's a need right now, too. So Big time, big time. So Yeah, we'll have that tonight. Um, I know we have a fake phage yes. tasting to make you feel a little bit better. So yes. that's coming up. <laughs> I'm going to Isla right after. I think people are a little confused that I'm going right after the festival. Um but that's coming up very quickly. Yes. In a, I leave on June 6th for London. Um, and then just uh, mention too, you, a lot of you probably know about or follow the One Nation Under Whiskey podcast, which is hosted and run by Joshua and Jason of Single Cask Nation, the independent bottling company. And I was recently on their podcast, tiptoeing around the retail shipping situation and just where spirits are at in regards to direct to consumer and um yeah definitely me tiptoeing around what i really wanted to say uh but that i believe is still their latest episode so go take a listen to their podcast as well um a little podcast collaboration there yeah quite the topic that that podcast could have gone on for like five yeah. hours it went on after we stopped recording <laughs> I mean, too there's so yeah. much to talk about um so. so and i have a whiskey in front of me yes i am blind tasting holly today um i feel like everything's been klein leash or spring bank <laughs> are we still headed in that direction well someday we need to stop i just that. got fruit so i just went klein leash that was the but it's a, a tangy fruit. Almost like a corn It's been a fruit. while since I've had this, so. Um, okay, so it's not from a small And this is all that I have bottle. left. Okay. So it's from a full bottle. No. Okay. No, it is from a sample bottle. But a, a big sample. A two-ounce sample bottle, yeah. Cast strength. It is 
singeing my nose a little bit in a good fruity way. It's got a... Boy, it's different from what I remember. <laughs> but it was a while ago. All right. Well, I'm going to get working on that. The nose is throwing me off of what type of sweetness this is right now, what grain it is. Uh, but we definitely have some new bottles to the shop. We have a couple new bourbons, a new one from Washington State, which was a pleasant surprise to find, a weeded bourbon from J.P. Trotten, very herbal, um, had some nice mint and clove. Uh, definitely different. I don't think a lot of people have heard of that, but if you like weeded, it's, uh, it was, we were both impressed. Obviously we brought it in. We have some stuff from Doc Swinson's again, their, uh, cast strength bourbon and their sherry and cognac finish, which we've had in the past. Um, we also got a decent haul of Claxton's in. They were, they're an independent bottler that was here in the U.S. a couple years ago, then pulled back, and now they're back again. So we have some of their 50% ABV range and a single grain, but a whole mixture of flavor profiles, wine cash, sherry, refill, distilleries from all over, peated, highland peated, a really great spread of uh, scotch whiskey from them, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I can't wait to taste those. Um, and then we did get some James Eady. So speaking of independent bottlers, we got their Glen Spey and Jura back in and a Ben Rins, uh, which is Oloroso Sherry finished. Um, we got Lost Lantern in. We hadn't mentioned that before. We got their, uh, I think we're, I think it's safe to say we are the first, maybe there's one more, but the first New York State retailer to have them too. We had them come in or taste us on them, and we have a vatted malt, their Balcones release, and their Del Bac. Yeah, all really fantastic. I was so impressed with all three of them. Um, <clears throat> they're really going to be special, and I'm really looking forward to them uh, coming in July. We're going to do a really mm -hmm. great seminar um, with Lost Lantern and get to taste a few more expressions as well, but really cool stuff and a great future and i just read whiskey advocate the new issue yesterday and there's a nice little spread on them as well oh. and yeah about yeah, check it out. basically independent bottlers and kind of the new wave you know in the u.s so congrats to them yeah i mean the that belt they were all fantastic but that balcones was really that i like the delbach too i thought that was really and... fun yeah, yeah, the I Balcones really was, uh, what, it's that ex apple brandy cask, I believe? I believe so. It's, yeah. And it's not the heavy Balcones you might right. be thinking or right. recalling from their core release. And they had mentioned that, I forget what award system they were in, but they entered some award and they beat in Balcones in their own category. Oh, right. <laughs> their yeah, release, yeah, yeah. which I guess they were okay with because they were a part of choosing sure. and blending with Lost Lantern, but that probably has to feel maybe not so great. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> those I mean, you, panels are so... You want your whiskey to you win. You just don't know. Yeah. Period, right? doesn't matter if it's in somebody else's bottle or not. It was, it's really special. Yeah. I've sold them. All of those are really great. Been talking about those a lot. So, and then we also have another class 
um, coming up, I forget when, but it's going to be a well. rum in Port Dundas class with <laughs> our friends John and Lori out of Massachusetts, old friends from my time in Boston. They started their own independent bottling line called Raising Glasses, and we for sure are the first in New York to carry their stuff. Really excited to partner with them. They have uh, two Port Dundas, a sherry and bourbon release, 21-year-old. We'll be getting their Linkwood and then uh, a couple different rums, uh, um, Guiana, uh, Trinidad, and a Foursquare. Yeah, and incredible prices. Mm-hmm. So jump, jump, jump. Yeah, rum is here. It's so true. lots of new things. We have some even more. There's more stuff coming next week. So it's flowing in. So definitely check out the website if you're curious about what's new in the shop. All right, back to the dram. got some nice uh, thickness to it a little bit. It sticks pretty well. I didn't really I mean, the nose is that. like Highland single malt. <laughs> it's got this tangerine tang. So it. you know what was really interesting? Going back to our Glengarry tasting last week. Um, so we did five single casks of Glengarry. Four of them were from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, and they were all distilled the same month back in 2003. Uh, they were 18-year single casts, so very special bottles. Um, one of them was one of their festival release bottles uh, from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. But having those four side by side, um, and I told everybody at the tasting, don't drink through these in a row, make sure you have plenty left in all of your glasses um, as you're tasting them. Because the what's interesting is they're all they were all ex bourbon. Um, they were all the same age, probably sitting right next to each other for their entire lives, and yet they were different. But if that was blind, and I thought about this during the tasting. If that was a blind tasting and you had no idea that those were all Glengarry's and they were all distilled on the same day and 18 years old, all that, how difficult <laughs> that would have been to kind of like figure out what the heck they were because they were slightly different. Yeah. They weren't a lot different, but they were different. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple that I liked more than others, but... Oh my God, it just totally made me think about how difficult a blind tasting that would have been. You well, know, they and they were all very nuanced. close in ABV, I you mean, know. They were, yeah. There were a lot of, it was, they were onion whiskeys. I mean, the layers, because they weren't sherry, right. I mean, there was so much to pick at. I mean, it was, they were very emotional, yeah. I think, because the tasting notes were all over the place. Yeah. And that's what you get with refill casts and. I mean, that's where it starts to get really personal because there's no True. overpowering peat, sherry, finish. I mean, this is yeah. raw. No, that's a good form. point. Definitely the subjectiveness yeah. creeps in mm -hmm. when you have that similar or not similar, but when you're dealing with the same type of cask and age and all of that. But yeah, it was really interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, it was very difficult. Even not being blind, it was very difficult. Because, again, they were all 56, 57%. And your palate also gets a little shot after having, mm -hmm. you know, enough of that. 
and then trying to pick out the differences and going back and forth and maybe you had water in between maybe you didn't but um, it just was a really interesting kind of experiment in a way you know you don't get to do a vertical like that too often no uh, you know and that's that was pretty fun i know this whiskey or if you did a vertical <laughs> it would be in different kinds of casks Charles which would is make just it obsessed with glengarry well no no i'm just <laughs> this is all going back to our wine tasting right now it is Holly says she knows it so i know this i tasted it and i my i know this whiskey Okay. There is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you. It probably knows you too. <laughs> the 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 it's this raspberry strawberry, not from sherry, but this fruit silk. It's I know there's something. Oh my goodness! It's this pretty one, nice. I think I'm going to be really upset about this one. <laughs> I just, I know this whiskey and I'm going to be very upset if I... It's okay. Get, but this is, when it, <laughs> the emotions, it didn't bring back a memory, obviously, because then I would remember what it was, but my tongue has tasted this whiskey. I'm sure it has. <laughs> I just, that is, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Now I'm all worked up about the whiskey. Okay, focus, Holly. Um so our distillery focus of the day is Kilhoman in honor of an, a bunch of people going to Isla, Phage, me going to Isla soon. I'm sure we'll feature another one when I come back, but we wanted to talk about Kilhoman, which is actually has some news of its own. We have a different news feature in the bourbon world, but um, there's some big news with Kilhoman as well. Uh, but I've really loved watching that brand grow. I mean, they launched in the US not too long before I got into whiskey and I feel like we've I've kind of grown with them as a whiskey enthusiast and watching their stuff get older but sticking to non-age statements and even their young stuff is quality and I have loved watching what they do. So I wanted to feature them in honor of Isla. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, you know, I first visited them, I think it was in 2017. So, you know, not not um, too long ago, but for me, they were a really, truly an unknown. It's not like you saw a lot of Kilhoman in bars. You know, there were a couple of expressions, but, you know, not a lot. Um, so it wasn't until I went on my first true tour of Isla and I, that uh, was such a great trip. We we basically visited everybody um, and did really in-depth tours and tastings and all of that, that I really was like, wow, these guys are going to be really special. And I remember at the time there was some kind of hit or miss reviews and, you know, their stuff was still kind of young and um, they were learning. And But then we tasted some things at the distillery that were really special and then every year since then, there's been just some really great stuff. And, you know, it's nice. They're truly one of the gems that does the true grain to glass. You know, there's not a lot of people um, in Scotland that, especially on Isla, you know, besides, you know, some of Brugladi's things where there it's a lot of this farm to table, grain to, gra grain to glass. So 
Um, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Kilhoman now. And what we've had in the shop has been mm-hmm. incredible. And no one was doing that. I mean, now it's you hear it across the board a lot of times in North America and this whole, it's, we know the farms. We, you know, we see it in Ireland with Waterford, you know, French Lick, um, you know, Lockley and now in Scotland. But back when they started that, you know, them and Brooklottie, right? It was, yeah. that was kind of a big deal to talk about the farm, to talk about the grain. Yeah. Um, I think they really have been pioneers of that. Yeah. Um, and being family owned and privately owned, you can pull that off, right? I mean, it is that small scale hand attention to detail um, where it's the truth and not just a marketing campaign. Um, and you, a lot of the big brands do not talk about grain like that right. because they can't. I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just from all over Europe. Um, you know, so scalability wise, I'm not sure how massive they can get, but they obviously are maintaining, you know, they're growing as a brand for sure. Um, they were founded in 2005. First distillery to be built on island over 120 years. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, 2005 too was whiskey was just kind of coming out of that dark phase. Um, and I think, you know, I know when I was first selling it seven, eight years ago, it was deemed expensive for a non-age statement Yes. because we were still getting Lagavulin 16 for $80. Right. And we were, you know, even just a couple years ago, now non-age statements we're much more comfortable with. We understand them, but they came out and they stuck to their, their guns of this is what we do. It doesn't need an age you know, and here are our releases. Um, and now I think they've held true to that and they're one of the better priced, heavily peated Isla malts. Um, so they definitely are trailblazers in that regard. Um, I'm sure they have more now, but um, over 2,000 acres surrounding the Kilhoman area, which is originally a church, um, hundreds of acres that they're actually growing their barley on. They do their own malting. Um, long fermentations and use a whole mixture of of barrel types um their mockier bay which is one of my favorites but that's ex-bourbon matured in their core range um their sinaig sinag i think it's sinaig but i think um, it's sinaig too um but their sinaig is that middle of the road so that is their 50 50 bourbon matured and sherry matured and then their Loch Gorm is their uh, full sherry maturation, which people love. Um, and then they have their 100% Isla Barley. They have different releases within that core range that you'll find. Um, and then we recently had some single casts from them, one in a Pedro Jimenez cask and one in a STR red wine cask. So... Um, and then uh, we had that other release last year, the Madeira. The Madeira, people loved that. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so, so good. Lots of different casks. And I think we'll probably be seeing some more rum cask finishes from them because it was just announced a couple days ago that they are in partnership in opening up a rum distillery in Barbados, which left-hand turn, but really cool. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And you're starting to see that more from, you know, the UK and Scotland, just with getting involved in the Caribbean um, with rum. So 
Uh, I think that's pretty exciting. One of the things that um, to me really stood out, and I didn't, I didn't know a lot about Kilholman, uh, you know, until visiting. But even that first visit, I didn't realize uh, how much not only the grain is important, but their their process. You know, um, all of these little things throughout. Uh, with each distillery make them different right so you have with them the super long fermentation and um but i went to the master class in 2019 at the festival with anthony wills um and actually david broom was his co uh speaker co-host of this master class and the whole topic was yeast and yeast strains and i remember you know just learning more about yeast at the time and, and, and really wondering what flavor differences yeast could make. You know, I know Glenn Morangie at the time was playing around with some local yeast strains um, in the Highlands. And, you know, we have here in the U.S. Four Roses that plays around with their, you know, six or seven, I think six different yeast strains. But, um it's kind of the underrated, you know, part of the process that I, I truly at the time felt like was could make a difference in flavor profile. And so this whole masterclass totally, you know, opened my eyes to what they're getting involved in with yeast and they're fully embracing it, um, which is pretty awesome. And um, I actually got to talk to David Broom at that after that tasting while we were standing in line waiting for some food and we talked about yeast and and just how you know cool that was you know and i mean it still doesn't get talked about too much you know i mean you're hearing a little bit more uh with some of these scottish distilleries now but i think kilhoman is you know not only were they one of the early adopters to farm grown barley but i think they're also going to be one of the early adopters in scotland at least to really playing around with yeast. Um, and, you know, those big distillers that are making massive production, they're not going to have the ability to play around like that, you know, yeah, because they can't. Consistency. Yeah, it's all yeah. consistency. So maybe being small and not being able to add more hectares of farmland, you know, is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for us, it's going to be fun, right? Yeah. Because maybe we'll truly see what differences other parts of the process can make mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know. I thought that was really fun. That's just one of the things for me that Kilhoman speaks loudly to mm-hmm. uh, experimentation. And, you know, it doesn't always work, which is fine, but you got to try, you know. And uh, obviously, they have some really talented people. And you are in for such a treat when you go in a few weeks. Oh my goodness, they're going to do oysters and whiskey on the beach at Mocker Bay. They're going to do this really nice dinner with Martine Nouet, who's a an author of How to Pair Whiskey with Food. She's hosting this incredible dinner at the distillery for your group. So uh, you guys are going to have the full-on Kilhoman day. <laughs> we are going be... to the distillery, right? Oh yeah, okay. full tour. You're going to start with a tour, then you're going to the Mocker Bay for the mm-hmm. whiskey and, and little snack, and then you're coming back to the distillery for dinner. Because when so. I went to the distillery, it was 
so rainy. I mean, I know oh, it's yeah. Scotland and Isla, but it was so miserable. I'm not yeah. going to lie. That's the one thing I remember. I couldn't even get my phone out to take The photos. master class was like that, too, during the festival. It was raining Ooh. pretty much consistently. <laughs> I mean, I was happy, but I was a little... <laughs> That's Isla for you, you know? I mean, and this is June, so... Uh, when you go, it's going to be hit or miss. I've, I've been watching, looking at the pictures again, slap my wrist, and a lot of people are dressed in lots yeah. of gear. Boots, rain boots, and so. I'm excited to get back to, because um, I remember I was telling you a story about how I went for, I was staying in an Airbnb and I went for a run, actually in the rain, and I ended up at Machir Bay, That's the actual cool. bay, which is where we're going to have that dinner and experience and walk. And I was like, oh, we should, you know, if people have free time, we should go there because I saw the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you're no one around. The rain had just stopped and here came this full arch rainbow over the sea. That's awesome. After my run. And I was, it was really such a, maybe that's why I love the Mockier Bay release so much. Yeah. (laughs) It's because, and I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't drinking it at the beach. I was just. Trying to get a little bit healthy from all of my whiskey days, just going for a run. But um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Maybe we'll we'll get some better weather just for Kilhoman. Otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, yeah, especially for the beach. That mm-hmm. would be nice. So see what happens. All right, all right back to the whiskey. She's got to figure this out right now. I mean, it's well, talk- actually, I it's talking to her. She knows when it. When I first tasted it, I thought maybe it was an ex bourbon matured Aberfeldy hand fill. Oh, but as I drink more of it, I am leaning towards the sister distillery of Krigaliki. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I know that sounds crazy that those could be confused, but it actually used to happen. Not in the core range, but in the single cask releases. Okay. There could usually they would separate themselves, but you know that fruity <clears throat> note can show up, especially Aberfeldy in ex bourbon. Um, you don't get as much of that baking spice. It can be pretty fruity, but you just kind of so did a weird laugh. So now I don't think. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. What are you? Gonna... You just laughed at me. I didn't laugh. It's I didn't laugh. I just. I. This is going to be fun. That's all. It's gonna. This is what blind tasting well, is all about. Well, now I need more time. Because no. now you're saying it's not Krigaliki. I, I didn't say that. I did not say that. Maybe uh, Maybe it's... Uh, the finish. There's something on the finish that is a little alternative. Okay. Hold on. Let me take another sip. All right. Well, let's talk news real quick. Uh, we'll talk about the bigger news that... Holly has written down here on our podcast Mm -hmm. script, but um, there was some goofy news that came about that I just read yesterday, and we are in the heat of basketball playoffs right now, and I know we have some American listeners to this podcast, so um, I'm, you know, and you're going to love me or hate me because of this, and probably most of you will hate me because of this, but I, I was born and raised in San Francisco. I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Yes. Okay. Hate me. I know a lot of people don't like the Warriors. Whatever. But Steph Curry just came out with the bourbon. (laughs) And I have really mixed feelings about this. This is really hard for me. I don't enjoy celebrity whiskeys for the most part. And especially somebody that I actually enjoy 
watching as a player and you know it's like if your favorite musician came out with a bourbon or a, a whiskey uh i don't know so i hope this doesn't offend you but i i see i don't see him as a bourbon drinker i see him as a red wine drinker oh, see there we go <laughs> no i have nothing i don't follow basketball <laughs> just i see i picture him swirling a glass of red wine no he, i don't see red wine i if anything it's probably uh white wine yeah white wine <laughs> i don't know or, i just don't um, see him as a distilled i, I mean see i don't fancy. see him he i don't see fancy. him as a drinker in general yeah. i mean i see wine. i don't know yeah i definitely don't see him as a whiskey drinker yeah but yeah so that's hard for one but the only saving grace with this is that they're actually pairing up with boone county uh distillery in northern kentucky who I actually really love. How so did we find them? I have no idea. <laughs> it's just the most bizarre collaboration I think I've ever heard of. You know, if it was Bardstown Bourbon Company or if it was, you know, one of the other kind of up and coming bigger name brands, then I'd be like, okay, I could see that, you know, but Boone County, I mean, all right. Has he been there? I, <laughs> I don't I know. Like their I whiskey, can't imagine that. He, I cannot imagine place. Steph Curry it's walking into Boone County. I mean, I've been Maybe there a few a times with there. FedEx before because it's next to FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Remember? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, really, really interesting. And then, um, so that's interesting news to ponder. The other interesting news to ponder, and we had heard about this before, but there is a new distillery that will be opening in Campbelltown. And since we were talking about the festival earlier, you know, Campbelltown festivals right now. And then you have phase starting uh, next week. But the, the name is Witchburn. And I'm like, that's a bizarre name. I mean, there's probably a story behind it. I didn't have is enough time to read it, Witch? but it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think you're going to offend people who like witches. What's um what's that spray that keeps bugs away? Hazel witch hazel? Witch hazel, yeah. Well now you've got hazel burn and witch burn. I don't oh. know, it sounds like a bug spray. Wow, witch, witch burn. burn. I don't know. I mean I love <laughs> Campbelltown, I love Springbank and everything and Glen Scotia obviously. Witch, witch burn. Yeah. I mean there I, I hope that there is a good reason. There better be a, a good, good reason. I didn't have reason. time to read into it, but yeah. Just caught me mm. by surprise. Yeah, but there's another one too. So how many yeah, are planning gonna be... to be there? Four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they just announced this one. So, wow. well, that festival and the pick pictures up look like it's going to be pretty massive. It's great for that town, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I hope it. I mean, they were does such a well. yeah. such a mainstay back in Needs the day. Some yeah revitalization. So well, they're going to need some more accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I stayed, which I will in, change the town. I stayed in a hostel when I was there, the it, one hostel, because I, mean, I couldn't. You add hotel a... rooms, and it's going to change that town. Yeah, which is going to be a little sad. But all right. So. But the yeah. other, the other big news, I'll let Holly talk about. Well, I mean, we're a little late to the party because it's been around. Yeah. But we'll just mention again, just because we've worked with them closely Quite a bit. yeah, yeah. Um, how many three single barrels blends, yeah and custom blends, early early club tasting with out, them during light COVID. whiskey two bourbons yeah. um went down there um but penelope and just a round of applause yeah for congrats. Penelope. five congrats. years in and you sold for how much money right i mean 
bur- the whiskey's good, and they're obviously good blenders, but let's give a round of applause to their business acumen yeah. <laughs> and their brand marketing. I mean, that is a huge feat. I mean, yeah, pretty think amazing. of how many distill sourcing, you know, non-distilling producers right. that are out there right now that could not pull this off, that are doing good stuff too. They just were so laser focused on great name, vision, what we do, and made think, relationships. Think about the name, though, for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought about this a little bit. I mean, it's a great name. How could you not like that name? You you would sound like a jerk. You would sound like you right. hate women. Right. Or kids or whatever. Because have you ever met a nasty Penelope? No. I, yeah. It's They're, just... Nice. I mean, it, but I wonder, I mean, obviously we know them well and they are great at what they're doing with their barrels and all of that. But how much of that comes down to name? I'm just curious. I think it's a... I mean, I, I'm, I'm not taking away any, any yeah. you know, work and everything that they put into it. No question about it. But that name just is like, wow. It's yeah. like the perfect name. And they didn't butcher it with, because I remember actually the first time I heard of them was their rosé cask. Right. And I thought, oh, here we go. Right. Like Penelope's rosé cask. Right. You know, let's get the women drinkers. 40% of women drink blah, blah, blah. But they didn't. They 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 really stuck to like true yeah. bourbon drinkers. And it drinkers. was really good. Cask I mean... strength. They weren't, they did have that release, some lower proof releases, but they were not trying to do that. No. Um, yeah. Well, Solid. good for them. Good yeah. for them. Um, you I can hope... look up the news, but yeah, MGP, who they were sourcing from, makes sense. Why reinvent the wheel? You can recreate those blends because it's your liquid. Yeah. So buy the brand. I mean, buy it from them. It's yeah. already all over. We've talked about how we don't know. We'll carry some stuff from them, but they're pretty big. We're yeah. not going to carry a ton of their stuff because they're everywhere now. Um, and I guess the deal is... 105 million up front um, with the maximum potential payout of an additional 110.8 million by 2025 if they continue to build the brand and send it in the direction that they have been. An additional 110? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So 215? Potential, yeah. Wow. So they got that 100 up front. Oh, I didn't read. I didn't know. That's copy and pasted from the article. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's a jeez. It's a good job in five years, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> I, I maybe MGP's ready. I to mean, buy our us. podcast is making us two dollars a week. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's helping us get through samples because we're blind tasting each other. Yeah, that's pretty that's, much it. That's that's why we do this podcast is because we have a problem. We have too many samples. So this is how we get rid of them, <laughs> not get rid. And we bore wrong. the heck out of you by drinking them. Yeah. All right. So back to the final. I guess. actually don't have much left. You are making me feel very I'm insecure. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, and I'm I wasn't actually, laughing. I was just. I meditated my this morning, and my breathing is fast right now. I'm struggling. Okay. Deep breath. One more. Little. I have a drop left. So let's. This is my last I will chance. tell you. Uh, can I give you a hint? Sure. It is in the Bacardi world. Mm. Mm-hmm-hmm. Did I give it to you? No. Mm. And Bacardi, as an owner, 
mm-hmm. not as mm-hmm. a rum. Yeah. <laughs> it's not rum. So great. That actually makes it worse, Charles, because now <laughs> I have sorry. five distilleries. And if and I worked for them, and if I bomb it, I'm gonna look like a real turd. It's not Royal Brockla. It's not Devrin. Although Devrin can get a little odd. Ugh, it's not Devrin. So we're down to Altmore. I don't think so, but Altmore can show like Krigalaki sometimes. Aberfeldy, Altmore, Krigalaki are in this weird, they're not alike, but they can present like mm. sisters. Dang it. I'm going to go. What I'm if I told ahead. you it wasn't any of those? Stewers? No. <laughs> mm, I'm confused. It's tealing. It's tealing? <laughs> What's that funk on the back it's end? It's a 24-year tealing. Damn, pot still? No. No, it can't be because it would be yeah, from the um, sourced. Cooley. Cooley. Wow, it's Irish. There's a funk. Yeah, there is a funk. And I don't remember that so much uh, when tasting it. I don't remember how many years ago it was. But it's a 46% tealing 24-year I should have Irish known because it does. This is the power of blind tasting. It has a coolie vibe. Yeah, Like the bit. fruit, the mm-hmm. juice. But that transformed to funk. Like that first sip I took when yeah. I was like, I no, know I, this. I, I got the funk too. But the first sip, I said, I know this. And, and then it's still I there on the glass it. a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, eh, wrong. Well, you have the right family. Not, <laughs> That's not Picardi. really. Dang it. I need to drink more Irish. That's what Well, that says. I was inspired by reading Whiskey Advocate's uh, whole thing on Ireland. What's the maturation? I don't remember. This refill? Yeah, I don't. I think it. Actually, I, I think it's. There I've might had be, this whiskey though. There might I be sherry barrels in this too. Maybe though. refill sherry. Yeah. Because I was going to guess Krigalaki refill sherry. It's got to have both. Um, um, shucks, Cooley, duh! I need to drink more Cooley. Oh, ex bourbon. Ex bourbon. I would have thought refill sherry. Because it's got. Not sulfur, but it's got that mm, headed in that direction. Yeah. Let's see what I remember when that came out. I tasted it. Yeah, forty-six. Oh no, no. So, uh, in bourbon initially, and then X Sauterne. Sauterne. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Forty-six. Okay. Maybe that's what gave it some of its warm tubby vibe. Yeah. But... And sometimes you get that with Sauterne <sighs> a little bit. Dang it. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So need to drink more Irish. Yeah. Well, we fun. will because Ireland is definitely on on the mind right now. So we will have more Irish. All right. Well, feeling a little down. Oh, I'm um, sorry, Holly. I did not mean to make you feel down. <laughs> it's okay. At all. At My all. My heart rate's still up. Oh. <laughs> well, we have drams for fans tonight. I know Cooley. Ugh. <laughs> So my excuse is going to be we, and this is a positive, we are drinking a lot of very obscure things on the regular for the shop because we're always searching for new things. Yes. Where back in a couple of years ago, I was drinking mainstream yeah. stuff. Not mainstream, but these big distilleries right. that release new <clears throat> things and you get to try. So 
that's not an excuse, but I think I need to get back on that swing of things. Like go to a whiskey bar and taste the new Teeling release. Yeah. You know, go to right. taste the new Aberfeldy. Taste you know, the, the new... other thing that they just saw in the magazine, that uh, they, they talked about the Dingle uh, release. And they were actually, they liked it. And maybe we need to try try that again. Too much licorice for me. It was citrus licorice. I was just like, wow, what is going on with our palates? Like, so maybe it is true. Yeah, but that, I could, it's, Dingle has this aura around it. People are very emotional about Dingle. So if that was not a blind tasting, then I'm going to put the Dingle effect onto it. And I'm not saying that. It was an okay whiskey to me. I think it. I was expecting something different yeah. from Dingle. I could see if that's going to be their flavor profile going forward without batches. I could see them doing okay in the market, but I I went in with expectations that were not met. Higher expectations. Yeah, that's yeah. all of it. No, I did too. Um, but Dingle has this. You hear it in the shop. People say, "Oh, I know Dingle, Ireland. It has this aura." Well, it's just a beautiful place, too. Yeah. People associate. So unless it was blind, I think it's the Dingle effect. Yeah. All right. So. Fair. But I, I do agree. We need to tr- taste more regular stuff too. Yeah, because we are such in the obscure <laughs> yeah. right now. So, all right. Lesson lesson learned. Yes. Uh, so come visit us in Saratoga Springs. Please it's do. Starting to get. It's pretty hopping around town now. Yeah. Summertime, come visit, um, enjoy the downtown, try some whiskeys with us, and, uh, and keep check out online our too. Yeah, keep yeah. online. There's new stuff coming in almost every day. So. And follow on our First Fill Spirits social media and her whiskey love. You'll see all of my Isla travels. Yes, and if you're so. interested in traveling with us, because we are going to be doing a lot of that, we now have a new section on our website. That uh, lists what tours are available right now. So, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Charles. See you guys. Bye. Bye.